Hello, welcome to the Leviathan Podcast. I am your host, Joseph Sorrentino. And today, I'm going to alleviate all the stress you are having and not talk about the coronavirus. Just kidding. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus because it's relatively important to mention. Obviously, there's a pandemic tearing through the world. And uh, I'm not going to really dive deeply down into it because we have the reliable sources telling us all this information on the news like Rachel Maddow and Brian Stelter. So why the hell would I need to dive in any deeper? Um, I will dive in to two topics today. And one of them will be about the coronavirus and its effects upon the economy. So it's going to be more economically focused. And then the second thing I'm going to talk about is the cultural and physical, really, reaction towards all the things that are occurring within localities, whether it be in New York or it be in California or Washington State, and what is happening on these local levels that is really affecting the way the peak of this virus is coming on. Now, if you want to talk about New York very quickly, they have thousands of ventilators in a warehouse. Andrew Cuomo said they haven't needed to use them yet, but he is also saying that hospitals are overflowing. So if you have extra respirators and hospitals are overflowing and certain people can't get those respirators, that sounds like a plan to kill off certain people because you won't allow them to have it. Now, is it important that we prioritize certain people over others like does a 90 year old person deserve the ventilator more than a 20 year old person and we're getting into the difficult really mud that is surrounding this situation over who is going to be saved if we do run out of ventilators but the thing is the good thing is that there is an excess of ventilators in new york so we don't need to have that conversation yet States that are having a conversation similar to this are Alabama. Now, Alabama has a law that says certain people in times of a pandemic deserve ventilators more. And and it is pretty clear that those who aren't getting the ventilators are considered, I don't know, I, I mean, are lesser. I, I don't know how you would describe it, but by law, it is pretty clear that certain people without ailments, without pre-existing conditions, obviously age is a factor, and also physical disability as well as other disabilities are a factor in whether or not you get a ventilator in Alabama. And obviously, for me, this is a moral. We live in a country, right? We live in a country that has excess. We are the excess country. And right now we're dealing with a limit on that excess. We can't go outside. We can't go and hang out with our friends. We have to practice social distancing. But all of these things are extremely important to understand. You have to understand we are trying to limit the spread, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and you won't have to be a statistic in Andrew Cuomo's New York or in Alabama or in Washington or California. You won't have to be a statistic if you practice typical safety that you should practice in your everyday life. Wash your hands. Use an alcohol-based hand rub if you don't have access to a sink to clean your hands. Okay? Now, I work as a pizza delivery driver in New York State. Um, I just doxed myself. If you come after me, I'm armed. Be careful. So I work as a delivery pizza driver in New York State. And in New York State, we are deemed essential. So I'm delivering pizza with looking like fucking 19 
19, 18 freaking people wearing fucking face masks in the trenches trying to get away from that mustard gas. I look like a psychopath. And people are acting very, you know, like, leave the pizza on my porch. Leave it on the front door. And one, all right, I'll tell you a story. We're going on a quick tangent because I don't want this to be focused on the miseries of coronavirus. Let's laugh a little bit. So I was delivering to this house the other day. I won't dox her. I do know her address. She better be careful. And I'm obviously kidding. I would never dox anybody. That's what the libs do. So I was delivering to this lady and I was told to leave the pizza on the steps on the front porch and the money is in the mailbox. Okay, so this is considered a no contact delivery. So no contact means I don't see you, you don't see me, maybe you do see me getting back in my car when you go to pick up the pizza, but yesterday it was a little rainy. So I felt a little weird dropping the pizza down in the middle of a fucking thunderstorm for this lady to pick up in, what, three, five minutes? In three, five minutes, your pizza goes from a pizza, a solid pizza that you could chew on, to a soup, okay? And I don't think anybody's ordering tomato soup when they order a pie of pizza, okay? So I'm trying to be respectful to this lady. I'm saying, hey, you know what? Maybe you should come outside and pick up the pizza. And I realized very quickly that the money wasn't in the mailbox, so she's going to have to come out and make this a, a contact delivery anyway. Not like there's much contact on deliveries in the first place unless I get very lucky. So... I leave the pizza on the doorstep, and I open the mailbox, and I look in, and I say, holy shit, there's no money in there, I can't leave here without any money, because if I leave here without any money, I'm gonna have to eat the difference. So, I say, knock, 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 ring, 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 her doorbell is a ring doorbell, and this is the first time I would say, good job, lady, for having a fucking ring doorbell, because it exonerated me from the accusation she was about to make against me. So, I'm ringing the bell, I'm looking like a fucking, you know the Surgeon General of the United States, and she opens the door and she goes, I wanted this to be a no-contact delivery. Meanwhile, 30s, 40s, uh, in, in the realm that I exist, she's an awful, okay? So, 30, 40, her kids are really cool, like, they're younger, and every time they're playing basketball outside or kicking a ball around, they're like, can you please shoot the ball into the hoop for me? And I try, you know, I don't succeed. But I try. So I, you know, the, her kids are nice. I have nothing against her kids. I have nothing against her husband. But she was a very nasty lady yesterday. She was screaming. She was going crazy. I don't know. She was telling me, I wanted this to be a no-contact delivery. I wanted to you to stay down there. I don't want to, like, I didn't want to make contact with you. Meanwhile, I'm at the bottom of her steps. There's eight steps leading up to her doorway. And she's at the top. She said, the money's in the mailbox. Get the money. So I looked at her and I said, ma'am, the money is not in the mailbox, okay? I just opened the mailbox and dug through, and the only thing that's in there is a pair of shoelaces that I had to touch, and now I'm going to have to burn the gloves I was wearing because I don't know if it was on your disgusting kid's feet. So she started arguing with me, telling me I was I, I took her money. I took her money, and I put it in my pocket, and then I waited for a rainy day. I, I, I don't know what the fuck she was accusing me of. She was accusing me of stealing from her. So when people accuse me of stealing from them, I get a little antsy. I get a little aggravated. So I got angry, and I said, Ma'am, I didn't steal from you, okay? I didn't steal from you. I didn't take your money out of your mailbox, okay? I'm not trying to rob you over a fucking pie of pizza. I'm just letting you know the money wasn't there, and you wrote on your receipt, the money will be in the mailbox, okay? This isn't a fucking cocaine deal. You could just put the money under your floor mat. I know it was raining, but the pizza's going to end up on the floor anyway. Soggy money for soggy pizza sounds like a good deal for me, okay? But 
The pizza wasn't soggy, so she got her nice hot steaming pizza with her mozzarella sticks on the side, and she walked back into her house, and I was, and she comes back out, and she says, I put the money in the mailbox. I said, okay, you know what? You have a ring doorbell. Thank God. Finally, Jeff Bezos, you can exonerate me of the crime, the terrible crime I committed of walking up someone's porch and putting pizza on the top step. So she goes, oh, I'll check that right now. She checked it. I'm waiting outside for five minutes in the pouring fucking rain. I could easily get sick with Corona and I'm, you know, it's pouring down upon my head and I'm standing there and I'm like, you know what? I'm in 10 seconds. I'm going to leave. I'm going to eat this delivery, not physically eat the pizza, but eat the money and give it to my boss. And she comes to the door and she goes, oh, okay, here's the money. But I still think I left money in the, in the mailbox. Bitch. Really? Really? Uh, you Really? Come on now. Come on. You just exonerated me with your own words, and now you're telling me I robbed you. Come on. Come on. Is this the distrust we have in a situation like this? Do you think I'm going to walk up your stairs and hand you your pizza and go, Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm wearing a fucking face mask, okay? It's to protect you to protect me. And then those people making fun of me for wearing a face mask, you are a moron. I'm protecting you. Most of the people I deliver to have kids. I don't want your kids to get it. I don't have it, but I'm wearing a face mask because the WHO told me not to wear a face mask. Whatever the WHO says you shouldn't do, you should do. Okay, they did say use an alcohol-based hand rub and soap, but that it doesn't take a genius to figure that facet out. But it, it, it really doesn't take a genius to figure the facet out of wearing a mask. You wear a mask, it protects you from splash. You know, sp splash, uh, someone sneezes in the room, the particles are going to be caught in the face mask. But all, on top of that, you're wearing a protective barrier and people say, that's a false sense of protection. No, it's a real, like, is, is wearing a condom a false sense of protection? Seriously, think about this. I guess it is. It's only 90-something percent accurate. It could rip. So could a face mask. But would you rat like, if you're not trying to have a kid, what are you doing? Okay? Exactly. So, here's the deal. People are literally freaking out, you know, clawing their chest, screaming at other people from across the street saying, how was your day? I don't need to hear you screaming across the street just because you're practicing social distancing. Wait to talk to Bob tomorrow. It's going to be nicer out. Okay. I don't fucking, everybody is panicking. People are slitting each other's throats over fucking fillets of chicken breast. It's like a war zone out there. At least that's what the media is trying to tell you. Because I went to Stop and Shop the other day. Um, and uh, Stop and Shop, if you don't have Stop and Shops in the region of America you are living in or in a different country, Stop and Shop is a supermarket. So I went to Stop and Shop and I found more chicken than I ever had in the rest of my life. There was more chicken on that counter than I could imagine. I was literally looking. I was like, holy shit, they got more chicken than I could have even thought. And there, there is a limit on how much chicken you could buy. Like, it's wartime. You know, we're rationing. You know, I'm surprised they didn't have to hand them food stamps. But we are, you know, we are rationing a little bit. We are trying to protect people, stay safe out there. You know, you don't want to get sick. You don't want to buy too much chicken. You know, you don't want to get, you don't want to get too much protein in your body. You know, and another thing, this is a random thing that I read. Um, coffee limits your iron intake for your body. So if you eat an iron-rich meal, a lot of meat, you know, red meat, steak, whatever, and you eat a lot of other foods that have iron in it in that meal, if you drink a cup of coffee, it could limit 
the amount of iron intake your body has by close to 50%. And that's a bad thing to do when there is a virus going around. You need iron, you need zinc, you need vitamin C. So please, please, please don't drink as much coffee as you used to unless you want to weaken your immune system. Or just drink coffee and stay the fuck away from people. I don't know. Just practice safety for the love of God, okay? Practice safety. There's not much to worry about in this world, in, in, in the America we live in. We have the liberty and freedom to discuss racial differences. We have the time on our hands to discuss a fictional idea like sexism. <laughs> you know, like, do we really, really need to see each other every single day? Yes, we are social animals, but now we have the glorious wonders of FaceTime. And Microsoft gave us you know, webcams. I don't even know if that's true, but the truth is Bill Gates does have to do with the coronavirus, you know? Getting back on that subject. Those are the conspiracy theories surrounding this. You know, Oprah Winfrey came out the other week as a sex or a slave trader for, you know, the African school she owned. And uh, I don't think that's necessarily directly true. But what I do think is true about that situation is that the uh, superintendent of her school in Africa was a child sex predator, so... All, all we're get, we are getting barraged, right, with different types of news every single day. We're hungering for that breaking news that's not coronavirus, like Sean Mendez accidentally chops penis off is probably what I'm, I'm sure a lot of anti Camilla Caballo fucking fans are. I don't even know what the fuck's going on there, but they're singing on, you know, they're singing Imagine, they're singing, you know call me senorita on Instagram thinking that'll make people feel better while they're sitting in the back of their mansions with their hair messed up after they had a rough night before. I just am tired of celebrities telling us what to do. I'm tired of the WHO telling us to stay in our house and I'm sick and tired of the fucking constant barrage of media coverage about this coronavirus, most of it being fake news. Most of the organizations that are covering this coronavirus and breaking these fake news stories are funded by China. And it's, it's, it's pretty easy to see that. You know, CNN bloviates uh, how much they have a relationship with China. Donald Trump also does this. He says, me and G are good friends, okay? We're good friends. Okay, I don't really... He's obviously doing that to get some leverage in a situation, but this is not really the time. China is being accused by our government of releasing a bioweapon, specifically Tom Senator Tom Cotton, and I think we should probably focus on not the minutia of what's happening right now, but how did this start? The nexus. We have to focus on the nexus, and I don't think this shit started in a wet lab in Wuhan, in a wet lab. That would be really funny. A wet market found, you know, deviating from a lab to a wet market across a river about 20 miles away to this wet market in Wuhan, and then some guy ate a bat, and they got it. I don't know. I don't know. And then the WHO was like, this is a, this is a sequence that we've never seen before, therefore it must be a mutation, and somebody ate a bat, and they got this disease. They're, you know, you're making more leaps in the second assumption than you do using logic and Occam's razor in the first. Use Occam's razor for a second. China wants global world dominance. They want this to be the Chinese century. This is something my friend Anthony spoke about a lot. Remember? Because I do. I remember when he said that it was going to be the Chinese century, and obviously they are going to fight for it to be the Chinese century. Every country is fighting it, fighting for it to be, you know, this is our century. We are going to be the leaders this year. We are the best. And you know what's really funny about that? 
Most of the countries in Europe that are trying to say we are the best country reject nationalism on a political scale. They're saying we are the ones leading the charge in preventing coronavirus, so why do you have nationalism in that regard, but also don't want America to be nationalist? You don't want American citizens to be nationalist. You don't want their president to be nationalist because your dependency is on America, okay? Most of these countries' dependencies are on America, and the, in certain countries' dependencies are on China. And the biggest issue right now is our dependency used to be on China. Our economy is flailing, going up and down and up and down and up and down because of our dependencies on China. You know, there's a, obviously the markets are closed in some of the most wealth-inducing parts of our country, such as New York. And I'm not going to say California. People say California is a big, producive state. They produce a lot. They produce, they produce, they produce. They're in the most debt out of any state in our union. They have the most debt. China is in debt to probably China. I mean, California is in debt to probably China. China's also probably in debt to China because they rig the markets. Okay? We are also in debt to China, the whole country. And to be honest, now is as good a time as any, to focus on taking our debt with China and telling them to form it into a ball. Be a pretty big ball, right? Form it into a ball, take it, and shove it up Xi Jinping's ass. How about that? How about we do that? How about we take this debt and tell Xi Jinping, who unleashed this virus upon the entire world and is currently lying right now about how many people have it in China because they've ceased testing in Wuhan. They've sent 5,000 urns to one hospital in Wuhan. I think there's seven in the Wuhan district. So if they've sent 5,000 to one hospital, they said there was only 3,000 deaths in Wuhan since then. So imagine how many numbers of people are dying in these areas. Um, look at what Hong Kong is going through. This is all a massive cover-up for the Chinese regime, but it is also interesting to find out where the nexus of this virus came from. And it'd be really interesting to see if possibly this virus actually did start somewhere in America, in a virology lab in America, and possibly a senator or someone with access, someone with an SAP, stole some secrets and leaked them to China and told them about the virus that we have or the virus that we were working on. You know, high infection rate, low mortality rate. It sounds like it is going to be used as a warning for somebody. And with America dominating the market so much, America perhaps being the world leader once again, through economic means, China finally decided to pull the trigger. And pull the trigger they did. They're killing their own people. They're killing thousands of Italians. You know, Forza Italia is, is becoming more like stay in your fucking house and don't breathe. Um, it's, it's really actually becoming very sad to see how much control China could have if they released a deadly virus. Something with a mortality rate that's possibly above 10%. Maybe 15%. This is stuff that is been thought about before but never really faced on a global scale and now we're finally facing it so now is the time to say china give us our economy back fuck your debt your debt was paid with our blood clearly because you wanted it to be that way you sent this warning shot therefore ta-ta well, you're not getting your money back that's it 
Plain and simple, concise. If you have balls, you would say, you know what? You released this upon the earth. You lied. You sent faulty defib- uh, faulty ventilators and faulty test kits to Italy, China, the Czech Republic, to Italy, the Czech Republic, Germany. All these places got faulty test kits from your country, from your country. And you're saying that you are the ones helping the world the most? What about Russia? What about the Russian test kits? Russia sent test kits and has been hand-in-hand with the Italian doctors, the Italian Surgeon General. I don't know what they call them. I don't really give a flying fuck. But the head of the the health ministry in Italy has been working hand-in-hand with Russia on how to limit this. And in reality, they're like, Russia has no has very few infections. Let's get their doctors here. I'm sure that's why it happened. No, it's because they closed their freaking borders. They closed their borders, okay? They limited the amount of people that could come into their country from certain regions before anybody else. This is why they are safe. It has nothing to do with the genius of Russian doctors, I can assure you. It has to do with the genius of Vladimir Putin and his possible tactical plan in knowing Xi Jinping very closely, knowing Kim Jong-un relatively, knowing that they are these types of people that are power hungry, and realizing that, you know, maybe we should close our border because this is going to be a lot worse than we thought it would. So when it, when it comes down to the coronavirus, there is panic discord, fear, no harmony, just fear. Pretty much everywhere. Everybody's scared. And and what I have to say is, nah, nah, we, we are Gucci. We are fine. Just don't go outside. You know, the, 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 these are the generations that sit in their fucking room all day and do nothing, barring the chads and the brads. So sit in your fucking room and do nothing. Now because the government tells you you have to sit in your room, you don't like it. Now because the government tells you, you you're, now because you go to a gun store and want a gun instantaneously, but you have to wait 10 days, you're angry about it. You wrote those laws. Liberals did this. Liberals are now the ones complaining about overarching government power. It's almost like the party's flipped again. Hello? It's almost like the liberals are fighting for loosening certain causes that the actual classical liberals were fighting against. Fighting for, rather. And I mean, certain classical liberals, we gotta go back pretty far. Okay? So, what what I have to say, ending words on the coronavirus, you've heard about it so much. Stay safe, okay? Wash your handsies and your feetsies. Don't lick anybody's asshole like fucking Vice Magazine or whatever fucking magazine tells you to. Can I still eat ass during the fucking coronavirus outbreak? Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Before I sneeze in your fucking offices, okay? Alright? Do the logical thing. Distance yourself from other people. Don't hug your grandma. Don't give a kiss on your grandpa's cheek. Don't do crazy shit. You know, think it's think it's like the 1800s again. Bow. You know, unbutton the top of 20 buttons out of your blouse and dip your head. I don't fucking know. Just don't just don't go up to someone and say, "Brother." And fucking beat the shit out of each other and lick each other's necks, okay? No more of that. No more. Okay? Distance yourself. 5 feet away. It's not that hard. And if you want to get close, take that risk upon yourself. Don't go hug your grandparents. Stop killing old people. It's as simple as that, okay? You want to talk about boomers. We're not killing the boomers, okay? We're not killing... The 90 and 80-year-olds and and 80 and 75-year-olds are not boomers in most cases, okay? So you have to, you have to really 
concentrate. I guess seventy some some people in their seventies are, but you have to concentrate on who is getting the brunt of this, and it's older people. You know, it's the greatest generation, really. It's those that are still around. It's it's those people. And it, it sickens me to my stomach that young people our age are so selfish that they have to go get a fucking Budweiser and, you know, go be half naked on a beach. So what? We're cool. Yeah. Fuck you. You're Obviously, yes, you know what? You have the right to do that. But think about your parents. Think about your grandparents, okay? Just do that. And 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 there's a lot of people in the America First side of this argument that are saying, you know... Uh, you know, uh, there was a video of these kids spring breaking, and they were saying, all we can do is drink, you know? It's my birthday, it's spring break, turn up. That fucking video of that girl, you know? So why do you... They don't have the capability to think outside of their own body. They don't think about how their actions could detriment somebody else. And obviously, it's a freedom. Right now, we have to limit our own freedoms to help other people. This is not hard. This is not hard, okay? Our, our grandparents didn't fight for us to have a beer on a beach. Our grandparents fought and died on beaches for us to have freedom, okay? So stop taking advantage of this situation. Stop thinking, you know, f focused on simply how much you can affect somebody else and start realizing that your actions, if you are around people that are high risk, if you are around people that are old, can literally kill someone, okay? That's it. Clean your hands, wash your face, wash your balls, wash your taint. That's it. We're all good, okay? We're done with the coronavirus. Not yet, physically. You know, we still got a lot more shit coming. But um, what I really think is interesting is uh, we're going to talk about a conspiracy theory now. We're going to... And actually, we're going to talk about how this conspiracy theory ties into what's happening right now. But not corona. We're going to talk about where it started. The Wuhan Virology Laboratory... Uh, in Wuhan Technical Institute in China. China. So in China, this Wuhan Technical Institute is uh, in charge of virology studies and epidemiology throughout China. It's a relatively new laboratory. They do a lot of studies. They research things, probably the infectiousness of certain diseases, and release them on certain people to see how infectious it truly is, and that's what happens here. So let's focus on what they're making in this lab. Because it's real interesting, okay? Um, Wuhan Technical Institute makes something uh, called adrenochrome. Adrenochrome is a conspiracy theory taken by certain LARPers in QAnon and certain people that actually have a level head in QAnon and then certain people on the left wing that are anti-fascists. It's just people that are conspiracy theory enthusiasts and they know about adrenochrome because adrenochrome is adrenalized blood. It is put in a vial. It is used as a treatment. Um, I think it's a homeostatic medication that is used uh, in, <clears throat> which means anti-inflammatory, anti-aging. Um, anti-aging obviously means something in the medical realm that we perceive as, oh, it make, it's the fountain of youth. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. It's anti-aging in, in one regard or another. So this was being made in Wuhan Technical Institute, adrenochrome, which is adrenalized blood. Now, there was a conspiracy theory way back when, when I was younger, that really caught my eye. And that was that the elites of the world drink adrenalized blood as an anti-aging homeostatic medication 
that uh, keeps them alive for longer. And most of it is sourced by immigrants. So illegal immigrants that come to the border, young kids that come unaccompanied by their parents are kidnapped by certain agencies or are taken away by certain people in CPS that then sell them to these people and they are used in multiple different ways. Okay? So let's focus on this. Who has an island in uh, the Virgin Islands? We know this already. It's Jeffrey Epstein who had an island. You know, he also had his life, but now his neck is snapped. So Jeffrey Epstein had an island in the Virgin Islands called Epstein Island, Little St. James. George H.W. Bush also has an island in the south, sort of near Cuba. And that's where he ran an oil rigging company from way, way back there, way, way back. Talking JFK years, maybe a little later than JFK, okay? These islands are strategically placed in South America or the Virgin Islands, and they are used as jump points for these trafficking spots and CIA operations, okay? So it's not too far-fetched to see that adrenochrome could, have be, could be sourced in Wuhan Technical Institute, Right? They could use the children's blood to adrenalize it further, and it could be used whether it's for actual physical means, meaning ingesting it in one form or another and using it as a medication, or it can be used as a ritualistic thing in Shinbu mysticism, which is in China. Uh, you know, they have a lot of weird practices. They still, you know, think the dog being in more pain uh, makes the meat tastier. Um, and I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's pretty disgusting and sadistic, you know? But you could say it's cultural differences, and to you I say, you know, if it's just cultural differences, why don't you move there? You know? Have some uh, filet of dog calf or whatever. I don't know. But going back to the root, like the root, problem here is that adrenalized blood was being made in Wuhan Virology Institute. I, I'm going to call them WVI because Wuhan Technical Institute or WIT or whatever they're refer, referred to is all a lie. It's not a school. It's a laboratory. Okay. And there's labs in schools in America. So they use that predisposition and there's labs in schools in England and all of Europe and most of the world. But they use that disposition to try and trick the rest of the world saying that this is a real school where people study and do things but in reality they're using those students to further enhance their studies of specific viruses and throwing them away after four years because once they use them and they don't know what exactly they're studying they're only getting a piece of the puzzle of what they're studying if they solve that piece of the puzzle they are paying the school as they are working for the school do you understand that? These types, these types of things happen in America, too. When doctors do uh, residency at certain hospitals, they aren't being paid. Some of them aren't being paid. Some of them are doing it for free. It's practically an internship. And they're not being paid, and they're doing things that... And they're learning things that doctors do. Obviously, that's a, you have to have certain people performing residency. But how am I supposed to know if I go to the hospital with coronavirus and a person with residency is treating me or a person that hasn't fully become a nurse or doesn't have enough experience yet is taking care of me? It's interesting to see what domino effect this has had. 
and of course on the celebrity community, right? They're making videos, they're trying to keep us happy while they sit in their million dollar mansions getting fucking, you know, you know, humping their dog like they do, like these evil, disgusting celebrities do. Most of them are. Most of them. I won't say all, but most of them are evil and disgusting people. And it's pretty clear because they use condescension, they use symbolism, they use all these things to put us down in times like this. And on top of that, they are making singing videos going, we love you guys, we love you. You only love us because your money is drying up. Okay? You're not getting more money from us from going to see your stupid fucking Superwoman movie, Gal Gadot. It was a piece of shit movie and you're a piece of shit actress. You left Fast and Furious and your career went downhill. But anyway, it's funny to see. <laughs> it's funny to see, you know, Kate McKinnon and all those dunces, whoever else, that kid in that champion's hoodie with the long hair that I wanted to sock in the fucking jaw, those people, those weak-minded, terrible, disgusting people who think they could help us by being condescending. They think they could help us sitting in the comfort of their own mansions, sitting back and singing Imagine by the Satanist John Lennon. Yeah. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. People need the idea. Certain people need the idea of heaven right now. Yeah, no hell below us, above us only sky. Imagine you die from this poor disease, but I still got my mansion. That's what these fucking people are. You know what I mean? It's time. It's time to shuck these. Now that we know they need constant attention, they're itching for us, for our eyes. They're, they're scratching the skin off their face waiting for our attention. Don't give it to them. They are the kids in school who used to try and be the class clown but weren't funny enough and the actual class clown would be like, wow, this kid's a fucking idiot. Those are these people. These are the people we are dealing with. We are dealing with dunces, dummies, assholes, you know, uh, uh, half-witted pony drivers, as Joe Biden would say. These are brain-dead people in the media Anybody who needs eyes on them to know that they are saying something that is true, they think if they get enough people to believe something, it is true, okay? These are the types of people that we are giving attention to and giving our time to. During this quarantine time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap things up here. I just think the adrenochrome plug is really interesting. You could go research that yourself, and I did a lot of research on it, but adrenochrome, is a really interesting subject to study, especially when only three labs in the world are currently making it, and one of them is in Wuhan, one of the biggest laboratories that is making it. So perhaps the source of this stuff throughout the world, for celebrities probably. Politicians, people high in power, people that perform satanic rituals or thelemite rituals. It's real. It's real, and people, you know, people don't think Ellen DeGeneres is, is into Satanism, but all you gotta do is watch her live stream videos with paintings of uh, Jean-Ben Goriat, or whoever the hell that satanic child whose parents were taken from him or killed at a young age. Uh, that kid is a, is a painter, and, you know, Marina Abramovich, Jay-Z's best friend. You know, they made a music video together, The Spirit Cooker, the one that was mentioned in John and Tony Podesta's emails, the one... The brothers that ran Hillary Clinton's campaign, or one of them did. The other one was running intel gathering, probably. These are the people in power. This is your country now, as Rachel Maddow would say. 
this is your country. This is our problem. This is our president. No. Our problem are the people who think they have power derived from eyes. The people who think their power is brought down from people looking up at you as you stand upon a stage or you perform on the silver screen. But the truth is, power is derived from action. Okay? Knowledge and action are the two most important things you can be doing. This is full of, these are the philosophical underpinnings of many philosophies, whether it be Thomas Hobbes or Jesus Christ or Muhammad or Maimonides. Not actually, but you know, Maimonides is the guy who just sits there and writes about what's happening in a scientific way, tries to scientifically explain, uh, you know, the Talmud and the Kabbalah and all these other things. The Old Testament, rather. It's a long, 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 long winding week. You've had a rough couple of weeks, a rough couple of months, but I could promise you this right here, right now. Our country is going to rise again so rapidly after this is over that a lot of people aren't going to know what to do. There's going to be engineering jobs in the United States that are paying roughly $150,000 a year. And not the end, the, not the type, rather mechanical jobs. You know, factory work. I think factory work is going to be incentivized again. And those people are going to get paid a lot of money. I think a lot of jobs that kids went to college for are going to be rendered useless or, you know, benign. Stuff that was studied and wasted, or stuff that was studied and is no longer applicable to the world today. You know, coding, hopefully. No, I'm kidding. I know a lot of people who code, but I, you know, is it necessary? I don't think so. But I think there's going to be an economic boon, boom, boon, <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> boom, that we have never seen before. It's going to be something big. It's going to be an explosion, perhaps the, you know, the Big Bang of America. Our empire was weak and flailing. I'm old and poor, my legs are weak. That was our empire. And slowly, but surely, once this virus is shucked off of certain areas of America, we are probably going to deal with some pretty big economic gains, and we're not going to know what to do with them. So instead of focusing and worrying about the economy right now, focus on after. Focus on what you could do now to create that after, okay? Be helpful to the people around you. Don't just stay inside for the love of God. Get outside, walk around, whether it's in your backyard or around your block. Don't stay inside. You're living in a germ incubator. Get outside, you know, move around. Make yourself healthy. Work out inside. For the love of God, better yourself. Make this world a better place once you emerge from your cave. Be the stronger men you are. Be the more steady woman. Be a better person. Fight for what you want to be on the inside that you've been pushing off because you have too much time in college or too much work to do. Fight for something that is meaningful, that will be meaningful for you. And once you work on that meaning for yourself, inadvertently or advertently, you are helping people stay healthy. You are helping the elderly stay safe in this crazy time. And you 
will be a better person because of a horrible thing. Sometimes the worst things to happen are the best things to happen. So take this virus and look at it as a diamond in the rough. Something that is going to hurt us at first because we don't understand it. And then eventually we will rise up again. We will fight harder than we ever have before for the freedoms that we missed so dearly. And we will work harder as a nation to build a better one that is, than has ever existed in our brief republic's history. Just know that at the end of the day, this virus may kill, it may take away lives, it may invoke fear in people, but God wins. God always wins. Thank you for listening to the Leviathan Podcast, and you bet your shit I'm going to be more consistent now.